Doggy knew it, getting a win at Tatura on a Saturday. James Winks. How many Group 1s has Froggy Newitt won? Off the cuff, I reckon probably 35. Miss Andretti's been all over the world. So then I think second was, well, I know Dylan Dunn and third was Callow, wasn't it? So yep. Callow's won Victorian derbies. He's won, rode 100 and so winners and won a Singapore championship. So to think that they're at Tatura on a Saturday speaks volumes for it, the calibre of rider. Is it hard, the mindset of a Froggy Newitt, Travelling all the way to Tatura on a Saturday when you can't get a ride on the main meeting on a Saturday and you've won that many group ones? Oh, I'd say so. Look, without putting words into his mouth, I'd say it would be mentally strong, definitely. Um, so he wants to be at Ballarat. Unfortunately, he's not, but he, I think he's got four kids to feed. So the reality is you've got to go and earn a, earn a crust, and that's where it is, and he's ridden a winner. He's got a very head-down, bum-up mentality at the moment. I spoke to him about a month ago, and he... All the stuff he's been through and, and how where he'd been in his career, as you say, like with Miss Andretti, he, he's just uh, got that worker's mentality at the moment. I said, you know, I know what I've got to do now. I'm happy to go back to where I was 15 years ago and just plough the field and just work every day and work hard. And, and that's what he's doing. I, I remember he was the, he was almost the poster boy for the whip debate. About 10 years ago, he heavily whipped a horse of Mick Price's and it was the one that made the news when that debate flared up and he was seen as a jockey almost that had to make a transition from one era to the other. And he has, Winks, he hasn't he? Like, he's nowhere near as whip-happy whip as he was probably 15 years ago, but he's probably still more old school than new school, would Yeah, you say? Def- definitely old school. And I probably, you probably wouldn't mind me saying this. I reckon that's what, that's what half drove him out of Melbourne as well. Because yeah. he, he was known as the, you know, the, the aggressive, strong whip rider. And back in the days, like you like, like the Ray Lawsons and all those, they loved him back in the day, yeah. you know. And times have changed. So Froggy's obviously gone back, reassessed things. He still likes to, you know, be aggressive on him. But obviously there's a rule that's in place now and he's adapted to it quite well. Well, Dwayne Dunjoins, it would be interesting to bring Dwayne in because uh, James before said after Dylan rode his uh, double and he finished second there, Dwayne, that uh, you were the worst left-hand whip rider in Australia. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's from Winksy. Yeah, I probably... Trouble is, I can't disagree with him. <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got no comeback. Um, that's not true. All he said was that your so. son is a better left-hand that's whip rider exact, than you Thank are. you, Matt. That's what I said. Falgate's just... Made something out of nothing. <laughs> but Dylan's obviously a terrific left and right whip hand rider. Yeah, he, he seems to. Um, that's part of the game he brings to the table. Is if that horse was on empty turning in and he flicked it over to the left, and it's something he's worked on, um, and and brings that to his repertoire. So it's really helping him. And um, I, I think it's a big asset if you can be left and right handed um, within a split second, and you know. Um, before they hang whichever way, you've got, you've got to be going that way. So, that, that, you know, it, it's a game of inches, and if you've got uh, one inch up your sleeve, you can win a lot more races. Just on the act of whipping, uh, Danny Brereton always said that um, he found that aggressively whipping actually unbalances both the jockey and the horse. And no knock on Froggy because he's master, but even then it seemed like a very... It didn't seem all that rhythmical. Um, I, just to you first, Wayne, did... Is that something that's not at the heart of the whip debate that's also part of it, is that the actual active aggressive whipping can do be more of an unbalancing thing than, than actually uh, of benefit? I think so. I think you, you look at that European style where they bring it up, for, you know, they, they put it that high and bring it down from the clouds. It's got snow on it. It's been that high and they're just one big crunch. I, I, I think that's more aggressive and more... Uh, 
you know, injury or the hurting the horse more than the the back end is where the back end is a more in rhythm and and that's where the whip rule got sort of froggy. He exposed it or, or he um, you know he, he he overrode the rule and the fact that back enders were unlimited at the time and and that sort of suits his style. He very rarely goes to the forehand. So um, yeah, he, he probably destroyed the whip rule and and made it more aware just because he's so aggressive in the back end. Um, but with the backhand, you've probably got half the strength you have in the forehand and, and it's a lot more rhythmical before you go to, to, to forehand. So, yeah I, yeah, I think we probably could have left it in the as the backhand is a bit more than what it was. James, did you find when you were most heavily going at it with the whip that that was when you were at your most vulnerable balance-wise or were you able to maintain your balance and just the same and do that? Yeah, I was never known as a heavy whip rider. I always believe, I, I believe it's a skill. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an easy trait to be able to cross your reins over and pull the whip. I reckon it's a skill in the sense of a jockey can feel how fast the horse is going and you look at the greats and, you know, Ollie's a freak for it. He, he'll only produce the whip that last little bit. It's more of a shock than anything. Mm. You just need to be able to uh, use the whip when you when it's when you need that little extra. Mm. And you can see now why a, a bloke like Tommy Berry is actually a freak at pulling it left and right. And it, it, like I said, when he pulls it to the left, it's more of a shock, and it's a little that little bit that you don't think they've got that they can give you. So I, I believe it's a skill, and I reckon uh, you know the the good jockeys have got it down pat. You know. Can I just ask both you guys because the one that everyone seems to now harp on that they don't understand because it's when there's the most perception and the most eyeballs is the last 100 metres. Out of 100, how many times do you think you would physically able to lift a horse by whipping it over the last 100 metres when it was already in full flight at the 101? We'll go to you first, Winksy. Yeah, I just... The reality is a horse has generally hit top speed probably anywhere from the furlong to the 100, so they've already hit top speed. So naturally at some stage they're going to slow down so that's where I've like I said I believe it's a skill to be able to get the best out of your horse is to be able to, to produce a whip when when they're on empty it's more of a fright and then they go oh you know and they give you what they've got you know what I mean even if it's just a little thing. yeah just something different or a cross of the reins and a, a change of the whip to the left it's it's a, it's a surprise it's a shock and yeah I, I believe it like I said I believe it's a skill the last hundred Dwayne how effective is the whip in the last hundred well, I think the the race has already won a uh, run and won before we get to the hundred. Um, the last bit, I I think uh, you've got to use it that you're not full throttle and have something up in reserve, as James says. But uh, it was more, it's probably more those colts that need that one reminder to send them on their way, and um, you know that you don't need multiple times. And if you watch these races, you see that that someone's gone pretty aggressive, and then when they sit down the last. 50 metres and even put the whip away and just push them hands and heels, they seem to accelerate away from the other runners, nine times out of ten, their horses. So it's more of a reminder on the way. And I think we can be too aggressive and we actually slow them down as much as speeding them up. Fascinating conversation. I think it's something we might come back to again, uh, maybe on Racing Pulse, uh, because it's such a big issue and debate at the moment. But, boys, let's focus on the Ballarat Cup because the feature is coming up and I want to pick your brains, uh, Winksy and Dwayne, about how you think this race is going to be run. Firstly, Dwayne, how do you see the speed map? You there, Dwayne? No, I got kicked to the curb by Madigan. 
Oh, okay. That's all, uh, right. There was a little bit of a crossover. All right. <laughs> The producer, Matt, that's who oh. I was having a go at. I thought you were giving <laughs> me a drive-by for like, controlling like, something that I've got nothing to do with. And the just, life got sucked out of him, then, didn't it? Yeah. it was like, what, what about... Oh, we, just had a, we just had a little gremlin there. Anyway, I was asking yeah, well, you, Matt, how do you... Matt said he'd, he'd, he'd clocked off for the day. He'd had a, he'd won enough money earlier, he's clocked off. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Nevitt's the only one in front of producer. He, he's, he's not passing on all of these well-paid uh, tips that, unfortunately, we're not... Uh, betting properly here. Hey, just a quick one. Speed map in the Ballarat Cup. How do you see it, Dwayne? Um, it's a tricky little affair, really. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a rush to that first um, corner, and then they'll sort themselves out. But big field. Um, it's not going to be easy. You've probably got um, our big Mike and Inverloch crunching four, which are roughies, and then the rest is just going to cuddle up in behind them. So there's going to be a really big uh, jostle to the first corner. What does Michael Rod do on a horse like King's All Dream? What does Karen McAvoy do on Juniper? Have drawn out a bit wide, Winksy. Oh, I think uh, Roddy's his horse tends to like to find its feet, but at the same time, you don't want to be negative, negative, because by the time you get your spot, you look up and you're ten, fifteen off him, you know. So probably can't do that again. McAvoy a bit sticky. You, you can't be negative, negative again, because what I said, you're going to be like too far off him. And these horses, as much as it's an even, even field, they're, they're not superstars, so they still need to be given a sweet ride. Dan O'Sullivan uh, this morning spoke to Gareth about a fair to remember and he was pretty confident. He's been racing consistently all spring. He's uh, out to the 2,000 metres here. I don't mind barrier one and the seven-day backup. Um, that should uh, have him relaxed and he can uh, just be smothered away and hopefully produce uh, that good little burst later. He's got his um, top weight, of mm. course, but the horse is rock solid and... Um, and you know he, although he doesn't win very often, he he's always not far away. So you can follow. That wasn't Dan O'Sullivan. So, His so. voice sounded uh, a lot like Tom Davidig there. So I think that was him talking about Sosie Bond. Dwayne, there's no chance Sosie Bond can go back to back. Surely, is there? He's, he's a quaddy killer. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's running well, but I couldn't see him going back to back here. Um, he needs every possible. Well, he's probably going to get every possible from the low draw, but it's 62, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise if he was the one that won the cup. You put him in last week, Matty. Do you give him a chance today? Oh, not overly. The 62, I know I know it's a high minimum, but Sosie Bond, 62, two in a row, that's that's too many negatives for me. I thought if there was a, if, if the pattern continued for the last two races, our big Mike, if he gets into a rhythm, he's actually a really nice front runner. Uh, he's a good horse, our big Mike. Like, if there's something that's going to, you know... you look up at the wet? Uh, maybe, but I just think if he gets into a nice rhythm, he's at the 600, you're going to be going, oh, God, this thing's still going all right here, you know? So he's not he's not hopeless, our big Mike. Could Odeon be up on the speed with Ollie in the saddle? It's a long time since he's won, but could he be a horse that sticks on, on the speed? Yeah, possibly. He, he, he'll probably hold a spot. Who's on him? Ollie now? Uh, Daniel sorry, Moore. Daniel Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... Uh, definitely rolls, but again, he's a bit like a Sosie Bond. Hey, there's one of Dan of the Weights, Irish Flame Dunny, who was meant to be a wet tracker, but just rounded him up at the Valley and won well. Could this be a race for a, a progressive horse rather than a, one of the better-known horses? Uh, I still don't think he's quite up to that that sort of level. I think these horses, although they may not have been at their... They might be on the way down, not on the way up. A lot of these horses are still not sure whether he's quite good enough. 
Um, I reckon Dan O'Sullivan would a fair to remember. I, I reckon he might be inclined to instruct Mark Zara to be a little bit more uh, positive from the barrier. That He's always said that this horse can hold a position better than what they have. They've always gone probably more conservative just because of bad barriers. And I just think he, they might be a little bit more positive today. Right. Your ratings have been on fire today. Uh, Dwayne, what are your ratings say in the Ballarat Cup? I had Junipal on top with a fair to remember. It's getting in tight now, a fair to remember, at 390. If there was a yeah. value runner in the race, uh, who could be a blowout? Oh, maybe Gamekeeper could be, or uh, Kingsville Dream would have to bring something really good. Mm. I'd say the, um, the good horses parade well, don't they? Like These are all... We're watching... We we're just watching off here before there was a race at Tatura where they're all they just weren't as full bodied and as classy looking. Every one of these horses is Winksy, they're just big, strong, classy looking animals, aren't they, at this level? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I suppose you've got to pump Jane's tyres up a bit. She's been unbelievable and they all look like come spring you can just as a, as you work with them you can see their coats start to fall and they just come into a moment. So yeah, they're, that's what they're running for the big bucks for. Just that Jan Oval thing. She's having a day out. She's plucking them from the yard left, right and centre. When you and Dwayne, like, when you go to get legged up on a horse that you hadn't seen for a little while but you're familiar with generally, do you do a quick uh, go, go oh, yes, no today when yeah, you look at the horse? Yeah, absolutely. I know I did, especially if you've got a bit of a rapport with it. Yeah, you can tell when you know they've come on or they still might need it or their coat's st- still not there or their coat's dropped and it doesn't take much from the turn. Normally a run or two and then they're on, you know, so you Dunning, can definitely tell. Have you had the same thing where you walk out of the jockey's room to meet the horse and have a quick yes or no on, on how you think they look compared to how they previously have looked? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've probably paid a lot more attention than what a lot of guys did with their legs and injuries or if they've got a splint under their knee or something like that. I was just, it's something I've always sort of pictured on a little bit more and um, I said to Craig Williams one day, I forget oh, what the race now, I said, oh, I see that horse's joint doesn't look good and then when, unfortunately it, it snapped on the way through but it's just something I always run my eye over and have a look. I was going to say, are we talking to Willow or Dunny? But you've you've covered that up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 here we go. Knives are out. Oh, uh, all right, Dwayne. Well, I'll tell you what you do have over Winksy at the moment is you've tipped a $24 winner today. So Winksy's got to come good in the in the last couple of races. He's been on. He's been uh, in good form with his eye, though. Uh, hey, Dwayne, enjoy the Ballarat Cup. We'll speak to you a little later. Okay, thanks, guys.